0: Welcome to episode six of Breaking Down Business.
1: Welcome to Breaking Down Business, a podcast produced on behalf of the Kent State College of Business Administration by adjunct marketing instructor and CEO of All Good Marketing, Christopher Barnett. In this series, we connect listeners to our experts who share the latest on high-impact research and best practices in business. We bring relevant and timely business topics to you every other week. This is Breaking Down Business with your host, Chris Barnett.
0: Dr. Kathy Dubois is an Associate Dean for Graduate and Online Programs at Kent State University's College of Business Administration. She holds a PhD in Industrial Relations and Human Resource Management from the University of Minnesota. She currently sits on the Editorial Review Board of the Journal of Management, Inquiry, and chairs the AACSB Responsible Management Education Affinity Group. Through her leadership, the College of Business Administration has become an advanced signatory to principles for responsible management education. Kathy leads the Responsible Leadership Initiative for the College, an initiative to embed the United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goals into research, teaching, and practice. Also joining us is Brandon Lloyd Shields. Brandon is the assessment and accreditation analyst at Kent State's College of Business Administration. He earns a master's of business administration degree from Kent State University and is currently pursuing a master's degree in business analytics. He's actively involved in the North American chapter of principles for responsible management education and helped launch the college's responsible leadership initiative. Kathy, Brandon, Welcome to Breaking Down Business. Happy to be here. Thank you. Can't wait to dive right into this subject because it's so relevant right now, um, especially with all the talks about sustainability and being responsible citizens. So can you tell us what the college's Responsible Leadership Initiative is?
2: The Responsible Leadership Initiative promotes how business can be a powerful force for good in the world. If we look around us, corporations have led the way with very effective actions to limit environmental impacts, improve working conditions for workers, and create shared value across social, planetary, and economic spheres. They're not just all in for profit. They're looking at doing good and, and doing well. Traditionally, business was only concerned in the profit motive and maximizing how much money could be made, but at what expense? So mistreating workers, uh, not paying them sufficiently, having them work in dangerous situations—all of these things were addressed increasingly in our country in the 20th century, particularly as we had more legislation to support length of the workday, the working conditions, that kind of thing. In order to economize costs and maximize profit, there were negative externalities that were created for workers as well as for the environment. And certainly we have in Northeast Ohio lots of examples of things that happened even back in the 1970s and 80s where we had the Cuyahoga River catch on fire and so forth, because the manufacturing facilities were just dumping all of their waste, the toxic waste into the river, which should be there for the enjoyment of the public. And so we had the river cleanup and so forth and businesses were starting, some of their leadership was starting to look at, you know, this isn't right, but a lot of it was driven also from the environmental perspective by the Environmental Protection Agency, and they would have inspections and so forth. Initially, businesses started looking at, well, gosh, if we have to clean all this up, it's going to cost us, and they looked at doing good as a cost to business only. But Now we have kind of come full circle where businesses are understanding if they save in their supply chain on fuel, if they save in their supply chain on um, the packaging materials, if they can recycle and reuse things, that's actually adding to their bottom line too. So doing good for the planet and for the people, is not always a cost to business. It can be a very synergistic, adding-to-the-bottom-line perspective. Um, Certainly, we have learned from the social perspective, if the social realm really looks at the the workers and the work environment and so forth. We have had plenty of research now that shows that an organization's positive culture where workers are treated well, where they're given flexible situations, where they are empowered to implement their creative ideas, that these are more productive workplaces and they have less turnover and less costs to continue to hire a new influx of workers and train them and so forth. So it's really looking in a much more balanced manner at how do we do well in business by doing good for the planet and the environment.
0: That makes a lot of sense. By taking that more holistic view instead of just looking at the bottom line numbers and saying, we need to increase these numbers and get these numbers up. There are, are efficiencies that can be built into business model that not only save money and increase that bottom line, but take good care of the environment, take good care of workers. I guess it's the business law of karma, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand now that the university is implementing this. Brandon, what is your role in this
3: Uh, What I really look at is how does the Responsible Leadership Initiative tie into the College of Business and who we are? And I can't emphasize really enough that the Responsible Leadership Initiative and, and our efforts around environmental sustainability and social impact and business education really do align with who we are as a College of Business. So, you know, we have a mission. And in our mission statement, we incorporate our core values, which have things like respect, uh, ethics, collaboration, and a sense of purpose in all we do. And so what we find is that these these ideas of responsible leadership are already deeply integrated into, uh, into these core values and into our identity. And this has really helped sort of identify areas where we can really be strong in responsible leadership, as well as driving sort of adoption and interest amongst our faculty, staff, and students. So this has sort of always been a part of who we are. It's just a new way of realizing our identity in this space. And so it's just trying to capture what we have and then continue to build and grow on it.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense. Now, Kathy, I understand that the RLI has roots that go back more than a decade. Can you share with our listeners how you were drawn to the notion of business as a force for good and how the sustainability efforts of yourself and others within the university and the college launched the RLI?
2: So, I got involved in sustainability-related research back in about 2008, and in 2009, our uh, university hired their first sustainability manager, Melanie Knowles, and she is still at Kent State doing wonderful things uh, throughout the university uh, in our facilities. Uh, She's working with faculty and curriculum, and a number of initiatives that have uh, been undertaken throughout, as well as sustainability reporting for the university. So Melanie's doing a, a wonderful job. As soon as she was hired, because I was so interested in sustainability, I befriended her, and I started to work with her And pulling together some faculty. So I convinced the provost in 2010 to allow me to do a university-wide survey of the faculty looking at where did we have pockets in the university where faculty were interested in sustainability and integrating this kind of content into their courses. Then in I I then wrote up a report, and I found that there were a number of areas, so we pulled those faculty together, and we worked as a group, then a multidisciplinary group across the university, and in 2012, we created a multidisciplinary sustainability minor that all students at Kent State can take. It is an 18-credit, six-course minor, and our business students can take 6 College of Business courses, as uh, in in getting that minor, and they they can also take courses in geography, in um, environmental studies. There are a number of great courses in that minor. Then Dean Spake arrived in January of 2013, and I have to give her a shout out because she has supported everything that led to the launching of the Responsible Leadership Initiative in 2017 in our College of Business. The research literature, and this is some of what I found in, in uh, work that I have published, is that the leadership makes all the difference. But very often, things that are sustainability-focused may start At lower levels of an organization but if the leadership doesn't empower it and support it it can't go anywhere and and so there is this hand in hand um back and forth that has to occur so we have been very fortunate to have dean spake she understands that this is the future of business right so in um 2015 and in 2017, we brought these corporate sustainability managers from area organizations into panels that would address our faculty at different training sessions. Mm -hmm. And they were very well received. Um, We had some really nice discussions. And that was a good way to expose all of our faculty, to what organizations were doing, that organizations had this as a sufficient priority that they were hiring sustainability managers and staffing these functions and creating these sustainability reports. Uh, It was very important for our faculty to understand that. Then um, we did surveys of our faculty in 2015 and 2017 to see where we had sustainability um, integrated into our courses. I have to say we did in 2009 was the first time we taught a course called the Business Case for Sustainability. And it is all about it is a three credit course that focuses deeply on how organizations deal with sustainability across all of the business functions. In 2012, when we created this multidisciplinary minor, we had about six courses in the college that had integrated sustainability. And those were the ones then that we put into the minor. And, and some of those I requested that faculty integrate sustainability into their courses, and they were willing to do so. Then in 2015, we had maybe 10 courses. By 2017, there were 43 courses where faculty were integrating sustainability. By the next year, 2018, we had more than 60 courses. Yeah. We have had this exponential growth. We are uh, doing another survey this spring, and it'll be really fun to see in the spring of 2020 just how many courses uh, that has grown to that, that 60 plus. Yeah. So, so all of these were activities that were going on. And then in 2017, at one point, I was in Dean Spake's office and she said, you know, you're, you're doing so many different things with all of this. You really need to name what you're doing. And so we kind of went, oh, yeah, we should. We should call it something. (laughs) And we decided to call it the Responsible Leadership Initiative. So that is how it actually was named and became an entity. And as part of that, part of what we were talking about that summer in 2017 was the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which are often referred to as the SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. Um, yeah. These comprise part of the United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. And that agenda for sustainable, for sustainable development serves throughout the world as a shared blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet now and into the future. So this is the whole world working on sustainable Development And these 17 goals cross all three domains, the social, the environmental, and the economic. Uh, the 17 goals really quickly are no poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, Industry, Innovation, and Infrastructure, Reduced Inequalities, Sustainable Cities and Communities, Responsible Consumption and Production, Climate Action, Life Below Water, Life on Land, Peace, Justice, and Strong Institutions, and my favorite one, number 17, Partnerships for the Goals.
0: (laughs) Excellent. We could do a podcast on each and every one of those.
2: Absolutely, we could. So now I actually want to throw it to Brandon and have him talk about in 2018, he actually tagged our faculty research to these goals. So Brandon, will you talk about that a little bit?
3: Sure. So yeah, one of the things we really wanted to take a close look at was uh, where are faculty doing research and in what areas, what goals? And so we looked over a five-year period through all of their research and started to tag them and kind of see what kind of relationships we had and what areas were we strong in. And the results were really, really interesting. Um, we had coverage over all 17 goals. So we have research being done on all 17 goals, whether Excellent. directly or indirectly. Yeah, which is really yeah. amazing. We had no idea. Um and the areas that we were strong in were areas that we really had never thought of grouping faculty research. So we always think of faculty research by their departments or discipline. This is finance research or econ. And then, you know, it kind of subsets through there. But we have a lot of research in gender equality that we have happening with econ faculty as well as with our management faculty. We have a lot of um, research that's going on in corruption that has to do with um, peace, justice, and strong institutions, both on the accounting side from an auditing perspective, as well as um, nation states and corruption that goes on in our econ department. So what we were finding is this sort of interdisciplinary relationships that we had no idea existed. um, And it gives us a better idea of how to approach the SDGs, which faculty to bring in, and and gives us sort of a stronger blueprint in moving forward and, and how we focus not only our time, but our resources and sort of how we promote these ideas both in and out of the classroom.
0: That really is uh, amazing, the coverage that you have there at Kent State uh, into all of these areas and how well all the areas have adopted it. So Brandon, beyond what the students encounter in coursework, can you talk about some of the innovative ways which you've engaged students with the RLI?
3: Yeah, so we spent really a lot of time pondering this question, really thinking about how can we engage students outside of the classroom um, and reach all of our students. And so we really leaned heavily on our marketing and communications office to come up with some really cool ideas that we've implemented in the last two years. Um, so we worked with our senior graphic designer Dan Kiersey to develop a lot of different sort of banners and installations. Uh, the two things when you walk in the college, the first is we have a humongous installation of the sustainable development goals as soon as you walk in. Um, And it's such an eye-catching piece. We've seen students taking pictures of it. They're posting it to social media videos. We also have QR codes on the installation that um, directs them to more information. And so it just become a really cool piece as they walk in and it underscores the importance of the SDGs in the college. And then um, Dan also created these banners that we actually had students sign in multiple different uh, colored Sharpies, sort of pledging their commitment to sustainability, social impact, and, you know, demonstrating that it's important to them. And so we often we will haul these banners to any event um, so that all of the stakeholders can see that this is something that students really do value. Their names are on it, their commitment, their pledges on it. And it's just been a really great sort of talking piece with, um, you know, whether it's alumni, employers, future students. So that's been super successful. Um, And the other person we've worked with is Joni Bowen, who heads up the marketing and communications office. Right. um, To develop some really cool social media campaigns. Um, because it 's such a great way to reach students, you know whether it 's Snapchat or Instagram, this is the medium that they they spend a lot of time on, and so that 's what we do every Thursday. Um, we have different campaigns uh, one semester, it was all about the goals, sort of introducing them to them, talking about how they how they interact with businesses, what they mean. but then we 've gotten really more creative, and Joni 's done such a phenomenal job. You know, one semester it was interviewing small businesses in downtown Kent and asking them how do they incorporate sustainability in their business model. Um, And this semester we've been interviewing students and asking them what goal is the most important to them and how does it, uh, you know, impact their personal life and how do they think it's going to impact their professional career. So it's, it's really interesting. It's a lot of fun. I would, um, if I can do a shout out for social media, I would encourage people to follow us at Kent State Coba on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter, um, because we will have uh, more content coming next year so. Um, we've just been able to do some really, really cool things.
0: Excellent. Yes, I follow those as well. Kathy, can you tell us what the future holds for the Responsible Leadership Initiative at Kent State?
2: Well, it will just continue to get broader and deeper, more integrated into our everyday who we are in the college. So we expect that the SDGs are more prevalent in our coursework than they've ever been so that faculty and students and even staff are engaged with a responsible leadership initiative. They take great pride in their identity with the responsible leadership initiative as well. Um, we will be broadening our SDG related engagement with other organizations, both for profit and not for profit organizations. We have launched what we call CORE, the Council of Responsible Enterprise, and that is bringing together sustainability managers from area organizations and partnering with them. We are partnering with uh, BVU, Business Volunteers Unlimited, in Cleveland to be connecting more to the nonprofit sector. Mm, okay. And integrating this notion of tri-sector innovation, where we have for-profit, not-for-profit, and even bringing in some government, and looking at this within our coursework, within our projects, and and all of that, we last year partnered with Case Western Reserve University in sponsoring in co-sponsoring with them the 2019 North America Principles for Responsible Management Education Regional Meeting, North America Chapter Meeting. And so um, David Dubois has been very uh, impactful in doing all of these things, outreach initiatives. He's also working on a dashboard initiative for Northeast Ohio that looks at all of the SDGs and what, uh, how we're doing with them in Northeast Ohio. So that's something we're working on getting grant funding for at this time. So this summer, we look forward to writing our next report on our Responsible Leadership Initiative for the organization to which we are an advanced signatory, Principles for Responsible Management Education, or PRME, which we say PRIME. Every two years for them, we write a Sharing Information on Progress Report, or SIP, S-I-P. And it's always inspiring to do that report because... It pulls together all the things that we're doing, and they're all just great uplift. So Brandon and I worked together on writing one in the summer of 2018, and now we will be doing it again this summer.
0: Excellent. Well, Brandon, how do you see the Responsible Leadership Initiative as it fits with the future of business education?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that in our college, and for sure, Kathy and I both would argue that you cannot teach business education without talking about responsible leadership or responsible management, sustainability, however you want to phrase it. Um, and the reason is, is there's so many forces or so many stakeholders that are really demanding this kind of this kind of business education. So, you know, on the one end, you have employers you know, both big uh, and small employers that are continuing to shift towards responsible management, whether it's because it's what customers want out of their products or because it's cost savings, like we talked about uh, earlier, or even just from, you know, a moral standpoint. And so uh, in order to offer this modern business education, we have to be able to give students the tools to sort of work in this new environment. Um, So that's one force. Then you have, you know, another one, which is our creditors. You know, they're now asking us, um, to demonstrate how we have a positive societal impact through research, curriculum, and service. And so we don't, we really need to respond to sort of these demands that we're seeing. Right. And you know what, I should, I should throw in as well, the students. Um, you know, Kathy earlier talked about the increased demand for the, the course that we offer, business sustainability course. You know, Generation Z, who's in college now, they're often referred to as the purpose-driven generation. Um, and the reason for that is because when surveyed, more than half want to have a job where they will have a positive impact on the world. And a little less than half would even like to invent something that creates a positive change. And so it's it's not even just employers or accreditors, even the students. This is the kind of business education that they want. Um, and so in order to deliver that, we, we have to be ready to, um, you know, transform the way we think about business education and, and transform the way we deliver it. So. Uh, you know, I think for sure this is the future of business education, as Kathy referenced earlier.
0: Right. Absolutely. I have to give you and Kathy and and David credit for being way ahead of the curve on that. So how can our listeners learn more?
3: Yeah. So, you know, of course, I said earlier, they can follow us on our social media accounts um, at Kent State COBA, but the Responsible Leadership Initiative does have its own website. So it's www.kent.edu um, slash business slash RLI. And we have a bunch of information on there about all the cool things to do, a bunch of resources. Um, I would point people particularly to the tab that says PRME report. This is what Kathy was talking about earlier. It is a really comprehensive summary of all the things we do that we didn't get a chance to talk about today. Um, and as Kathy said, we will be updating that with a new one. Uh, here this summer. So again, the the website is www.kent.edu slash business slash RLI. And, uh, you know, I encourage anybody to go there and, and really kind of see the really innovative and engaging things that we're doing in the College of Business.
0: Kathy, Brandon, thank you for joining us today on Breaking Down Business. I look forward to seeing you around the halls of the College of Business Administration. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breaking Down Business. I hope you enjoyed learning about the college's Responsible Leadership Initiative. Learn more at kent.edu forward slash business forward slash RLI. And follow us on Instagram at Kent State C-O-B-A to view stories related to sustainability.
1: Thank you for joining us for Breaking Down Business brought to you by the Kent State College of Business Administration, offering 10 undergraduate majors, online and in-person MBA programs, and a comprehensive PhD program. Learn more about the many ways to pursue a business education at Kent State at kent.edu business.